Hey, let me ask you a question, just between the two of us. I promise I won't tell anyone. Anyway, let me ask you this. Have you ever found yourself doubling down on self-defeating behavior? You know what I'm talking about. When you are working on improving your weight and your portion control, but you find yourself going to the buffet. Or perhaps you pick up the phone and you call a relative that just frustrates the living daylight out of you. And then to add crazy to the insane top, you are already feeling hungry, tired, and exhausted from all the other things that you had to do in the day. Or what about, this is a kicker, mindlessly scrolling on social media, even though you know you should be working, exercising, spending time with your family, doing something that's important. Perhaps you have a pile of clothes right on top of your bed and you're literally like sleeping on it instead of just taking the time to just organize your room or whatever you got going on. Look, I get it. I get it so much. And you know the reason behind it? It's because we have this inner dialogue that's literally ruining our life. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about challenging your inner dialogue, discovering authenticity. And this is going to be so important for some of you guys who are struggling with addictions or you have unresolved trauma issues or just whatever you got going on that just makes you feel sad, hopeless, and fearful. We're going to get to all of that coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. I'm so glad that you are here. You're dialed in. I mean, I know you've got a whole bunch of other places online. Lord knows there's so much stuff out there. But anywho, I'm glad that you're here. We're having this conversation. Please grab your beverage of choice, hopefully non-alcoholic, because I want to make sure that you actually remember what I have to say. But anywho, so glad that you're here. The Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast is not just designed for introverts or for entrepreneurs. It's designed for anyone who wants to improve the way that they live, the way that they interact with people. We live in a very sick, crazy, confused, mixed up world where people are intimidating others with threats or seducing with guilt and shame. But you can be able to communicate with love. And love means being clear about your wants and your not wants. And that's what I'm doing. I'm a cognitive specialist, meaning that I help people understand how they use words to first and foremost communicate with others and obviously the words that they use themselves about how they interpret the world. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, I usually drop them on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I do obviously announce them on X, Twitter. I don't know what, what it's called these days. Anyway, I'm on Twitter. Denise G. Liam leaving links in the show notes below when I announce new episodes. And obviously, if you're subscribed, you can automatically be updated Either way, it works well for you. It doesn't matter to me. It's just your choice. But anywho, that's just out there. And then obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast episode for, or podcast rather, for a while, then I really greatly appreciate, obviously, your continuing to listen. And, and thank you in advance for writing a review, sharing this podcast with other people. That way they can be able to understand themselves at a deeper level. Because you might be saying wants, not wants, and communicating with your needs, and some of the other buzzwords that I'm going to be saying in this episode. And people are going to be like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, Denise says this is on the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. Oh, I get it. So it's just so you guys are all on, on the same page. And then obviously, if you want to learn more about me, my work, what I do, read my articles, all that fun stuff, check out DeniseGLee.com, leaving links in the show notes below so that you can be able to access it. 
And everything that I'm going to be talking about really can be found in more detail in my course, Amazing Attitude. Amazing Attitude is going to be the best epic course you're ever going to take in your whole life. So you might as well do it because you're listening to me tell you things in so much far greater detail that I have the time or energy to explain this podcast alone. Okay, I think I've hyped it up enough. But the point of it is, it's a 21-day program where I take a deep dive into vulnerability, authenticity, your feminine, your masculine energy, where self-defeating thoughts come from, so much things, and really challenging your thoughts to get you to live an amazing life. I'm going to leave links in the show notes below for you can be able to access this because all of my clients who work with me one-on-one, that's the first month that they work on is amazing attitude because for a lot of us, we're going to have to rewire a lot of different things and your thoughts are really going to have to be challenged so you can be open and receptive to all the other things that we're going to be doing. It ain't easy, but it's worth it if you want to be able to wake up and just feel like a boss and just crush it every day. Look, I, I got to be honest with you. Let me just say something real quick. I used to wake up most days in my life and... It was, it was, it was a shit show. I, I don't know any other way to explain it. I would wake up, I would feel anxious and afraid. Like how, imagine waking up feeling anxious and afraid, but I did that for years on end. I'd go, I go to a soul sucking job. I would never have a satisfying, satisfying long-term relationship because all the people that I was interacting with in my situational ship, I shouldn't even call it a relationship, situational ship, were just as damaged and broken as me. And I never got far in my career, never got far in my personal life, never achieved anything that I wanted to do because of the words that I was playing in my mind over and over and over. And Amazing Attitude will help you to challenge those thoughts. Okay, I think I said that enough. I want to get straight into today's episode because I've got a lot of... I've got a lot to cover, and if you haven't done so already, make sure you got a pen, paper, something to write down, and if writing is not an option because you're walking the dog or, you know, talking to your kids or whatever or doing something else, at least make sure that you intentionally listen to what I have to say because what I have to say is going to be really dense, and if necessary, obviously, re-listen to this podcast episode because I want to make sure that you get the blessing in what I have to say. All right, let's get into today's conversation. Look, here's the thing. Two... Many of us are playing lots of messages in our head. And as a result, we have decided to place our sense of worth, our sense of belonging, our sense of identity, not in who we are as image bearers of God, but in our career, in our bank statements, relationships, social media follower count, Lord have mercy. I mean, the list goes on and on. Or I, I think about some people who place their worth and their identity in dogs. I mean, this guy doesn't have any kids, but he's got like five dogs. And there ain't nothing wrong with being a dog lover. I got a little, I got a little chin pin, which is a half chihuahua, half miniature, miniature pincher minch. So I got a dog. Like, no, no hate for people who have dogs. But there's people who literally wrap their own identity wearing dog shirts, like going to dog conventions, like talk dog 24-7, and it's cool, you've got passion, but when you, if I took those dogs away and, and access to all that dog paraphernalia, are you still okay? Are you really you? That's what I'm talking about, where we have put so much heavy identity and so much focus and energy on something that is finite and can be taken away. And placing your whole sense of worth and meaning on finite and fickle things 
which includes people. So I'm talking to the codependents. I'm talking to the people pleasers in the room. And yes, that includes you perfectionists. Okay. It's a prescription for disaster. And you may be listening like, okay, well, that's all well and good, but I don't really understand why I do that. Okay. Glad you asked. Why do we do this? Well, we do it for a couple of reasons. It's because we observe from our demonstrators, which means, which is our parents or siblings or other people of close or close influence. We see them monkey see, monkey do. We've got in our brain mirror neurons. And what they do is they literally activate and they fire when they see certain behavior from other people. And because our brain, because as human beings, we're trying to be as efficient as humanly possible, as efficient as humanly, we try to be very efficient. We just replicate what we see. If there's someone that we hold in high regard or esteem and we say, well, if they're doing it, it must be right, but it may not be right. And here's, it gets even more crazier. Imagine if you're seeing somebody doing something that's crazy, right? But because they have a lot of clout, a lot of influence, a lot of stature, we don't question it. In fact, we laud it, we praise it because not because of what they're doing, but because of their status. How many times have you seen, <laughs> I'm not trying to get too specific because I know some of you guys are, uh, have varying political ideologies, but anyway, I know this thing about even in politics, how many times have you seen a politician say something or do something and that it just seems crazy. It just seems illogical. It seems befuddling. But all the, the followers are just nodding their head and they're grinning because it's coming from their, their hero. And I know in the back of their mind, I know in like the little reptilian part of their brain, they're like, okay, this sounds crazy. But because no one wants to challenge the leader, they discontinue it and they double down. And for a lot of us, we have... I see this all the time. I actually block someone on social media for doing this where you are so infused with the behavior of your leader that is actually undermining your own objectivity and your clarity and your sense of understanding what is around you. I had somebody who was literally trolling me and saying negative things about the things I, I, I talk about with you and obviously with, with my audience. And it was crazy because I was not saying anything negative or derogatory or accusatory, but they didn't like the fact that I was contradicting someone that they hold in high regard. So they wanted to demonize anything that I said, which is insane because I was just providing a different perspective, but by no means insulting anybody in the process. But this is what happens when you're doubling down and you're trying to protect the hero, your leader, but not questioning whether or not that there may be some false assumptions or it's just not something that is practical and makes sense. Do you understand what I'm talking about? But some of us, we do this stuff for years. This is the doubling down. And if we got really honest to our, with ourselves, the origin, the next, the, the origin of all of that comes from how we behaved around our parents, our siblings, our teachers. Did we get rewarded or did we get shamed if we questioned the things that they said or did? Or did we just mindlessly follow what they did? And for some of us, we've got this 
these scripts of all these things that they have told us about what we should do, what we should say, what we shouldn't say. Oh, and by the way, when I say script, all of us have all these things of shoulds and musts and do's and don'ts and all that stuff that's wired into our brain, our unconscious mind. And as Carl Jung once said, if you don't make the unconscious conscious, you'll repeat the same things over and over again and then call it fate. And it doesn't have to be fate if you question what you've learned. So if you go to denisegelee.com, there's a banner that says understand your life script. Click on that. It's a 10, 15 minute short quiz that will help you to understand yourself at a deeper level. I encourage you to do it because some of us are literally We know that we're feeling depressed and we're miserable, but we're not understanding the reason behind it. And the life script might help you understand that. But anyway, let's go back to the main issue. Like, what's the second reason why we double down on things that just don't make sense, that keep us from knowing who we are? And the fact of the matter is, we're addicted to certain neurotransmitters. Look, our bodies have a lot of neurotransmitters that do a lot of different things that help us to be able to regulate our emotions, to be able to make sense of our reality, to be able to connect with ourselves on a more spiritual plane. We've got serotonin, which is a mood stabilizer. We've got norepinephrine, which is a, a stress hormone. We've got, obviously, uh, dopamine. We've got so many. And anyway, for a lot of us, when we reinforce things that are counterproductive, it strengthens those neurological bonds and releases those chemicals in our minds that say, okay, well, this is what we're doing. It must make sense because we're doing it again and again and again. And then we develop this tolerance to more pain. And some of us, if we have grown up in a pain-filled environment before the, uh, uh, even early before the age of three, We might be addicted to stress hormones like norepinephrine, pain addicts. And if you're interested in learning more about it, I would encourage you to read The Brain That Changes Itself by Norman Doidge. Obviously, The Brain That Heals Itself. He he actually made a companion book to that. But anyway, a lot of us have become so addicted to pain and abuse and misery because it just seems normal. And so we never question it. And For a lot of people, when they are seeing things that are crazy and chaotic, they want to get the hell away from that if they were not raised to be tolerant to that. But if you were raised in a chaotic environment where there was a dominating, authoritative, and controlling person, it seems natural. Look, I remember (laughs) I used to work for the federal government, and I wish I could erase those memories from my mind, but it's neither here nor there. But anyway... (laughs) I used to work for the federal government, and I had this very authoritative, domineering, insecure man boy of a uh, of a boss, and he's long since retired. He might even be dead by now, but it's neither here nor there. Anyway, he was very dominating, very controlling. My sick self stayed there because I was just used to that behavior. But I remember talking with a coworker of mine. And I said, don't you know that, I'll just call him Tim. I mean, Tim's really, and if you're Tim, baby, I'm not talking about you. I'm just throwing out a name. But anyway, you know, Tim's really crazy. He is always insistent and very controlling and is always very specific about certain things. Isn't that crazy? And I remember my coworker said, eh, I'm used to it. My dad's just like that. Are you, my love, staying in situations because, eh, you're used to it? Take a good, hard look at your life. Take a look at the, the situations that you're in. 
Are you used to things that are making you feel anxious, afraid, desperate, insecure, agitated, nervous? I'll never forget uh, in that same little environment, another coworker of mine, she was grew up with two very A-type personalities, two very strong masculine forces. When I say masculine, I'm not talking about a man. I'm talking about the energies. We all have... We all have two energies within us, a feminine energy, a masculine energy. It's neither good nor bad. It's just the way we be able to relate to others. If you're interested to learn more about it, you can read Carl Jung's uh, Archetypes in the Collective Unconscious, as well as The Invisible Partners by John Sanford. Those are two resources if you want to dive more into that idea. Also, Anima, Anima Animas by Carl Jung's wife, Emma Young. But anyway... Two very masculine energies, strong, strong, controlling, powerful, powerful, can lift up a, a, a car with two bare hands kind of energy. <laughs> anyway, you know, she felt on so much pressure, just like her parents, to get her doctorate. And when I think about it, like, did she even really want a degree? Or she just wanted to make sure that she was getting the approval of her parents? And so what I'm saying to you is this reinforcement comes obviously from a cognitive level with it, with the people around us, but it also comes on a neurobiological level because every time we expose ourselves, we lay down more neural pathways to reinforce the behavior. And for a lot of us, we just stay on this for years. Actually, I have one more bonus reason why we stay. It's because, and let's just keep it really 100 and plain. Who wants to admit that their behavior has been harmful to themselves or potentially others? I mean, it. it I was, <laughs> I was interacting with somebody uh, the other day, a client of mine, and she was telling me that her husband's a great husband, but it doesn't. He occasionally hits her and occasionally yell and, and yells at her uh, and just a bunch of abusive behavior but he's a good father and he's a good protector and I'm like thinking to myself what and I knew as she looked at me she'd even believe what she says like it's uh, fascinating you know doing the work that I do that you could see the cognitive dissonance between what she was saying and how her body was reacting to the words that she was saying she was kind of shrugging and her eyes kind of glanced downward as she says certain things and she knew her body just knew on a instinctual level that she was lying herself but who wants to admit that they have invested time money energy years <laughs> of of interaction into something or someone that's actually harmful and so i get it i i get it so much about how the the things that we have said and done have, have hurt us. And if we're going to challenge our inner dialogue and discover authenticity, it's going to be some not easy work, but it's well worth it. And so if you're listening and you're like, okay, Denise, man, you're just beating me up with this stuff. What do I do? And I'm glad that you asked. I'm going to help you out. I'm going, I'm going to help you. I'm going to hook you up with some information here that's going to help you. If you want to be able to not succumb to patterns and behavior that is counterproductive, your goals, your identity, the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to get a piece of paper out 
And I want you to write every single thing that is causing you problems. And I want you to ask yourself, why does it help? Why doesn't it help? Because for a lot of us, the reason why we continue to do things is because we never challenge it. We never ask ourselves, okay, for example, I have a huge problem. I'm thinking about a client right now as I say this. I have huge problems with portion control. Why do I do that? Because I... I like to eat food as pleasure. Okay, why do you eat food as pleasure? Because I, because I just am accustomed to that. Okay, why are you accustomed to that? Because in my, my household, my mom uh, was always making sure to just eat all the time. There's kids starving in Africa. And whenever thing, some things that were going good in my life, I got rewarded with ice cream or something like that. Why did you get rewarded? I want you to really get down into the weeds and ask yourself these questions. Again, the reason why a lot of us are not are living inauthentic lives is because we never challenge those scripts. And then after you challenge your script, these scripts, it's not enough. You every nature hates a vacuum; it abhors it. And so, if you're trying to challenge it, there's going to be a lot of resistance. There's going to be a lot of forces within you that be like, "No, this is all we know. These are all our patterns. These are our behaviors." And you might find yourself like a junkie going to withdraw if you take certain things away, even if you know it's not helping you. So what do you do? Glad you asked. The next thing you do, if you recognize and you've challenged those ideas, you're going to have to find replacements. And for a lot of us, we have never really invested on our self-care or personal development because everyone around us is modeling every anything but. And so there's no frame of reference. You might even have people who on the surface say, oh yeah, I like to take care of myself, but then you see them frazzled and anxious and afraid and, and doing all sorts of things. <laughs> I was talking to a, a colleague of mine and she she's a doctor and she even admits that she's not even taking care of her health despite the fact that she's a doctor. So just because you have the head knowledge doesn't mean that you actually know how to implement it. And the way you implement it is through accountability. Because look, here's the thing. When you got someone up your, your butt telling you, hey, I think you're doing something different, it's going to force you to ch challenge yourself and to really, on a unconscious level, go deep into your mind and say, okay, is it really helping me? I was Many years ago, there was an interesting article that came out in The Guardian and this guy was morbidly obese, like 400, 500 pounds. And for every day for a year, uh, a friend of him, a friend of his uh, sent him a, a text message. And, uh, and it was literally saying, you're effing fat. You're effing fat. And you might think, oh my gosh, that's shaming. But here's the thing. He actually, cons the, 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 the overweight person, obese person consented to that. He actually wanted him to do that. And you know what? He lost the weight. He lost like, like, I don't know how many stones like later, but he got to a normal, healthy weight within a year. And the reason behind that was because he literally had somebody riding him, making, making him question the things that he was doing, the things that he was eating. And just, it may seem negative to hear someone say you're effing fat, but what's, what works well for somebody doesn't work well for others. And for him, that worked well for him. He had that accountability of, of people speaking to his life. Obviously, he had to do some diet, lifestyle changes. But for some of you guys, you need a huge shakeup. Because just listening to me alone is awesome, and I really love it, and it 
<laughs> I, I really appreciate the conversations I have on social media with you guys via Spotify or wherever you guys are interacting with me, email, obviously. But the fact of the matter is just listening to this podcast ain't going to cut it, sweetheart. You're going to have to need someone that's beyond just you yourself <laughs> to figure things out. And that's why it's so necessary for you to be able to ask yourself the hard questions like, who can speak into me? How can I make these shifts? And then the last thing I just want to say about how do I make this shift to these inner dialogue with things that I say to myself is lastly, I want you to be able to have a game plan. It's not enough to say, okay, I want to change this and by X, Y, day, I want to do this. Okay, I want you to actually talk about the benefits from it. So many of us just do these wants and these shoulds and these musts, but there's no pleasure associated with it. Like, for example, I'll never forget that this periodically happens to me, and I, I wish I could tell you that I even I have overcome this, the battle of the bulge from time to time. But I remember I was just gaining a lot of weight, and it wasn't until I saw a picture of myself doing yard work with my son outside that it just dawned on me, like, oh, snap, I got fat. And for me, when I wanted to decide, I decided to be actively on losing weight. It wasn't from this, the standpoint of, oh gosh, look at me, I'm looking fat. It was a standpoint of, I want to look, I want to be, I want to have energy. I want to be able to just do a lot of fun things with my son. I don't want to carry on weight that drains me and exhausts me. And besides, I just like looking good in dresses, like on a shallow note. But some of you guys need to tap into your shallow, egotistical self and be like, okay, what? Which are the reasons that make me feel like a winner that causes me to want to keep pursuing the goals that I want that are in my mind? Just something to think about. In conclusion, I just want to say that for a lot of us, we are living in a prison, a misery of our own design. And unless we challenge these thoughts, we're going to keep repeating it and it's going to just kill us. And so I want you to challenge yourself right now and ask yourself, okay, what, which thoughts, which rules are hurting me and why are they hurting me? And if we're going to make this pivot, we're going to do things that are pleasure centered. We're not going to do things that are, we're going to not replace one rule that was dominating and oppressive and then create a brand new set of dominating and oppressive rules. We're going to do something that's pleasure centered, that puts our spiritual needs first, that causes us joy. Because for a lot of us, we don't need to resolve anxiety with more anxiety. You get what I'm trying to say? There's a better way of doing things. And I'm hoping that you're listening to me. You're going to be able to have that resolve to yourself and say, okay, I need to be more pleasure-centered. I don't have to be militant and it has to be this way and that way. And like, no, no, just cut that noise. We don't need any of that. Well, thank you so much for listening. That is it. If you enjoyed the podcast episode, make sure that you write a review and share it with all your homies. That way we can be able to amplify this message. And obviously connect with me on social media and the real world. I check out denisetlee.com and read my article. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you will take my suggestions seriously and obviously implement it. Because it's not enough just to listen. Really, real learning comes from implementation. So that is it. Take care and be awesome.